0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So with this Sunday's Gospel, we continue with the section of Luke that is known as the travel narratives. Jesus is still heading to Jerusalem, and he spends about 10 chapters getting there. And along the way, we get these short, pithy sayings, sayings about what it means to be a disciple, all of which could probably be published into a self-help book entitled Short, Helpful Sayings for Busy Christians. So over the last several weeks, we've talked about taking care of our neighbor, paying attention, the importance of prayer, and to resist the lure of money. And today, we're selling off all our possessions, making purses for ourselves that don't wear out, and keeping awake and alert 24-7, waiting. So at this point, we might want to echo Peter when he asks later on in Luke, Lord, are these sayings just for us, or are they for everyone? And personally, and I don't know about you, but I would vote for the idea that Jesus was just talking to Peter and his friends. Because <laughs> it would certainly make our, whole life, our life a whole lot easier, wouldn't it? But I'm afraid these words are for all of us, for you and for me. And we are learning along with Peter and the others what it means to to, to be a disciple of Jesus, following him on his journey to Jerusalem and to the cross. His words and teachings, they challenge us, they disturb us, and they leave us unsettled. One author writes that Jesus plays by a different set of rules than we do that his words and his teachings are outrageous inversions of normality. Sell your possessions. Give alms. Be alert. And it's difficult for us to hear these words today and apply them to ourselves and this world we live in. And I know that I had a really hard time reading this gospel today and actually, the last several weeks, and, and finding out where the good news is it for me and for you in this reading. And this following of Jesus is not easy. The world we live in doesn't always feel like a safe place. All we have to do is look at the news or social media to know that it, at times that there's this, there's this constant drumbeat of sad stories. And bad news, coupled with really bad news. Basic human kindness and civility seem to be under siege. And here we are again, once again, being asked to respond to each other and to live in this world in a radically different way than we see or hear on the 5 o'clock news. And then I realized... I read this gospel again, and I realized that the good news was right there, right there in the very first sentence. I had completely missed it. A message of extraordinary comfort and abundant love. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This gift is being given to us freely without any strings attached God has found us and he has blessed us even if we do not think we deserve it even when we feel the most alone or the most unworthy or afraid and unsure if we will even make it through the day And we don't always know what to do with a gift like this, do we? I am reminded of when I first came to Trinity. And I was in EFM, or Education for Ministry, if you're new here to the cathedral. Learning the vocabulary of God's grace and abundance. And if somebody would spontaneously be generous to me or paid me a compliment... I wouldn't know what to do with it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to behave. I'd be so uncomfortable that I would fumble around with how to respond, and I would try and deflect whatever was being said or offer an explanation or an excuse. And my friend Keith would say, Myra, just say thank you. And that wasn't an easy lesson for me. And it's a lesson that I still need reminders about, to simply accept the love and the generosity that is being offered to me. And I suspect that at times it's equally as hard for many of you to accept this idea that God would so freely give the gift of the kingdom of God to you and to me and to everyone. It's a gift we can't buy. It's not for sale. It can't be hoarded. It can't be stored away. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be powerful or famous to receive this gift. We simply have to say thank you. And then give it away as freely and with as much love that it's been offered to us. And I wonder if that's what Jesus was talking about when he told Peter and the others to give everything away and give alms. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What else? What else can we do in response to God's generosity but open our hearts and in turn give it away with joyful abandon? Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you, give you the kingdom. And even knowing this, it still won't always be easy. It would be nice if we could stay right here and just hold on tight to this incredible and generous and lovely gift that we've been given. But we are called to go out those doors into the world to go about our business. The business of compassion and mercy and justice and peace for all of God's children. We are all here right now in this cathedral for a reason. A good portion of the Phoenix population is out having breakfast or sleeping in or on a golf course somewhere. But we have chosen to be here. And we may not always know why or what for, But we have been called to this place for a reason. Just as surely as Jesus called to Peter as he was fishing on the Sea of Galilee, come and follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. And perhaps that's why we are being told to be ready and to be alert. Not out of fear for the future, but for what awaits us. That moment when we look up and there is Jesus saying, come and follow me and know absolutely that we have been given the gift of the kingdom of God. And we are being called to live out the message of the kingdom. It's a message of love and inclusion for you and for me. Jesus is not simply advising us to get ourselves moth-proof purses out of care for our belongings, nor is he reminding us to give everything we have into the collection plate, but that the whole of life, every single day, every single precious moment is an abundant gift from a generous God. And the only way that we can respond to it is by giving it away not cautiously or frugally or carefully, but with total joy and with total laughter and with our hearts overflowing with love, opening ourselves fully to others to give and to receive, loving our neighbors, loving ourselves, reaching out to those in need, not because we have to, but for the sheer joy of it. Loving creation, loving life, to forgive as we have been forgiven, and to receive all the good things we have been given in humility and gratitude. The poet Wendell Berry says it his way So, friends, every day do something that won't compute. Love the Lord, love the world, work for nothing, take all you have and be poor. Love someone who does not deserve it. Expect the end of the world. Laugh. Laughter is immeasurable. Be joyful. God wants us in the kingdom. It's where we belong. So let us continue our journey with Jesus to Jerusalem and beyond, unafraid and wide awake, ready and willing to walk into God's future, opening all the windows flinging open the doors and cranking up the music of our lives, going out into the world rejoicing, filled with all the love and laughter and wonder and the sheer joy for what has been given to us so abundantly and so freely, and then go out those doors and share it with everyone, everywhere. Amen.